Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, chapter 11 continued. How terrible it is to be without God. Although Mother Teresa had come to terms with the meaning of her ongoing interior darkness, she didn't mean it was any easier to live with. Although she had come to terms with the meaning of her ongoing interior darkness, that didn't mean it was any easier to live with. God was despoiling her every natural and supernatural support. Her isolation was so total that she could compare it only to hell. After over 15 years of darkness, she presented Father Nooner with this description. As for me, what will I tell you? I have nothing, since I have not got him, whom my heart and soul longs to possess. Aloneness is so great. From within and from without. I find no one to turn to. He has taken not only spiritual, but even the human help. I can speak to no one, and even if I do, nothing enters my soul. I was longing to speak to you in Bombay, yet I did not even try to make it possible. If there is hell, this must be one. How terrible it is to be without God. No prayer, no faith, no love. The only thing that still remains is the conviction that the work is his, that the sisters and the brothers are his. And I cling to this as the person having nothing clings to the straw before drowning. And yet, Father, in spite of all these, I want to be faithful to him to spend myself for him, to love him not for what he gives, but for what he takes, to be at his disposal. I do not ask him to change his attitude towards me or his plans for me. I only ask him to use me, to teach and help my sisters and brothers and our poor to love him, since I could not love him. How beautifully the sisters and the brothers love God, how much they try to live up to whatever he gives them through me. How terrible it is to be without God, Mother Teresa wrote. How even more terrible it was for her, who had been so close to him, to have, as it were, lost all sense of his presence. In God's design, she was allowed to experience some of the dreadful reality of a life without God, which she likened to hell, the consequence of the ultimate rejection of his love and mercy. This experience fueled her unquenchable thirst to save souls by helping each person to know God and his love and to love him in return. Along with her wholehearted service to the poor, she was offering to God her hidden agony so that others could draw closer to him in imparting to the sisters her interpretations of the feelings of Jesus, 
she was also reflecting the depths of her acceptance of Jesus's cross. At the incarnation, Jesus became like us in all things except sin. But at the time of the Passion, he became sin. He took on our sins, and that was why he was rejected by the Father. I think that this was the greatest of all the suffering that he had to endure and the thing he dreaded most in the agony in the garden. Those words of his on the cross were the expression of the depth of his loneliness and passion. That even his own father didn't claim him as his son. That, despite all his suffering and anguish, his father did not claim him as his beloved son, as he did at the baptism of St. John the Baptist and at the Transfiguration. You ask why? Because God cannot accept sin, and Jesus had taken on sin. He had become sin. Do you connect your vows with this passion of Jesus? Do you realize that when you accept the vows, you accept the same fate as Jesus? By her life of consecrated service to the poor, Mother Teresa had embraced the same lot as Jesus. Like other saints called to help those who served, like other saints called to help those they served, draw closer to God, she was called to share the lot of the poor. In a way, she had to fight and resist their temptations so that they could emerge victorious. And the battle was intense. Her statement, if there is a hell, this must be one, was not a questioning of the existence of hell, but rather the assertion of how dark her darkness was. She believed firmly that the possibility of going to hell was a dreadful reality. Back in 1946, she was longing to leave Loretto to make our Lord better known to the poor who suffer most terrible sufferings and then also eternity in darkness. She was now one with the great crowd covered in darkness that she had seen in the vision she had at the beginning of her new vocation, the crowd that called out to her, come, come save us, bring us to Jesus. By embracing their darkness, she was bringing them to the light, to Jesus. Even the consolation of seeing her sisters and brothers grow closer to God was mixed with disappointment. The hardships of their life and work with the poor demanded much strength and dedication, and not everyone persevered. In April 1965, on the occasion of two sisters leaving the congregation, she wrote to Bishop Picacci, I have never felt sorrow like this, but it has been a great lesson for us all. Pray for them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, Apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice 
that Mother Teresa had one great consolation left, her sisters. When God was despoiling from her every consolation, every support, natural and supernatural, when he was leaving her to rely purely on God, for a long time she still had the consolation of seeing this group of sisters, how much they love God, and the brothers too. And then, even that, though, was not without some mixture of disappointment. Two sisters leave. Were these the two first sisters ever to leave? Possibly, we don't know. What was the condition of their leaving? We don't know that either. Were they at fault in some way? Did Mother Teresa think they had not persevered when they could persevere? Did she think they had sort of quit? Or is the lesson that she had to learn, they all had to learn that somehow there was some lack of fairness to them. Maybe they were treated too roughly. Maybe there was some mistake made. Maybe there was some misunderstanding. The important thing is not necessary to understand exactly what was happening in that case. But the point for us tonight is simply that these two sisters left and their leaving was for Mother Teresa, for whatever reason that they did leave, a cause of great sadness. She says she never felt sorrow like this. First of all, because she loved these sisters. And somehow she thought that their vocation to the missionaries of charity was somehow being tampered with. And therefore, this made her feel great sorrow. And she asked Bishop to pray for them, that wherever they go in life, that God might lead them and bless them and show them the way forward. But the point here is that Mother Teresa had even this consolation being taken from her. Why did God do this? He wanted her to experience something of what those she was trying to save were experiencing. She was to know something like hell. Not hell itself, but we, if we distinguish kind of experience from our understanding of what we experience, from our judgment of what we are experiencing. See, there's three levels to knowing. Knowing is a combination of experiencing, understanding what we're going through, and then making a, a judgment, an assessment. And it's in that judgment that we really know the truth. But Mother Teresa is really describing a situation of what she's going through as experienced. What's it like to be going through this? She's not saying in terms of the truth of the matter, I was in hell. No, she's saying that it's like it. The experience, the darkness, the isolation, the seemingly separation from God, all of this is comparable as experienced with what it's like to be in hell. And this for Mother Teresa was a great motivation. This for Mother Teresa helped her sympathize with the poorest of the poor. 
And that, my friends, is a great secret to our own apostolates. We have to have compassion on people. We have to be sorry for what they're going through. Weep with those who weep. We cannot look down on people. Let us beg the Lord to give us hearts like Jesus had, hearts that are full of compassion for human suffering. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.